0: Welcome to the podcast. This is Hannah. And this is Katie. And we are One Kiss, Kiss Means
1: Forever. Means forever. This is the podcast where we talk about all of the magical mysteries of Christmas with the multiple storylines that all get tied together at the end of a neat little Christmas bow. We're talking about your favorite made-for-TV romances, the kinds that you find on, well just Hallmark for right now, (laughs) and mysteries.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, because the movie we're talking about today originally premiered on Hallmark Movies and mysteries, otherwise called Hallmark troops and ghosts. Uh, so this has neither troops or ghosts, take that bingo. But it premiered on December seventh, twenty fourteen, and is called the Christmas Secret, which is a terrible, terrible name for this movie. Agreed. It's very stupid. It doesn't make any. It was a book, though, right? I don't know. I don't. I... I... But like, it doesn't. It doesn't match with the story, but it's fine. It was, this was early when they clearly, like, weren't quite yet doing punny Christmas movie names. So this is what Hallmark has to say about this movie. Christine Isley's life is coming undone. She's been fired from her job, evicted from her home, and her ex-husband is taking her to court for custody of their children. To make matters worse, she's misplaced a very special family heirloom, a star-shaped locket handed down from her father, who disappeared from her life when she was young. Not quite, but fine. Uh, But things seem to be looking a little brighter for Christine when she lands a new job working with a gregarious bakery owner and a holiday romance begins to blossom with Jason, the handsome grandson of a sweet couple who own a popular local store. As she uncovers a longstanding family secret, Christine's luck might be starting to turn, bringing her good fortune and true love just in time for Christmas. And it stars Bethany Joy Lenz and John Reardon. And I have a problem with this synopsis because I think it is incorrect.
1: Well, you'll be the judge of that too, <laughs> listeners, after our synopsis itself. But yes, there are a bunch of um errors in this. In that blurb. But here we go. Single mom Christine, played by Bethany Joy Lenz, the incomparable Bethany Joy Lenz. Um, She's recently moved to Wilsonville with her two kids, Zach and Haley. While she's doing her best, making ends meet while working in the local diner is hard, especially since her deadbeat ex, Brad. I mean, his name is Brad. So (laughs) just put it there. Brad is not paying his child support. Um she's 2 months behind on rent, her boss is threatening her when she's late for work, and her babysitter is a flake. But Wilsonville feels like home, so she's hoping things will get better.
0: Jason, played by John Reardon, has recently been downsized from his Wall Street job. So, you know, he's been he's been fired but like in a good way, I guess. <laughs> And is back in Wilsonville, the town he grew up in, to help out his grandfather's shop. He's still looking for a job in New York, but has always liked Wilsonville and is happy to be around for Christmas. He can help out, update the computer software, and generally bring Wilson's toy shop into the 21st century.
1: So funny. I wouldn't even call it just like a toy shop. I know it has toys, but it's got lots of other stuff, too. We will get into this store, I'm sure. Sure. (laughs) the store for sure (laughs) one morning about three weeks before christmas christine looking for guidance decides to wear her special locket she usually keeps it in a box it used to belong to her father who died before she was born and it was given to her by her mother Uh, she's running late dropping the kids off at school and while stopped at an intersection she sees a car run off the road so pulling over to help christine finds that the woman who was driving is having a heart attack inside the car and she's able to act to save her life. While performing CPR though, her locket falls and breaks, falls off her neck and falls into the woman's jacket.
0: After seeing the woman off in the ambulance, Christine finally makes it into work. Not wanting to hear her excuses as to why she's late, her boss fires her on the spot. Exiting the diner, Christine walks directly into Jason. It is then that Christine notices her necklace is missing. And then a woman approaches her to explain that Brad has petitioned the court for custody of the children. Essentially, it is the universe shits on Christine Day.
1: At this part of the movie, I was like... If I was Christine at this point, I would be on the floor sobbing, couldn't deal. I would have needed a lot of of things.
0: 100%. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Probably gone to the bar if it weren't for my kids, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So absolutely devastated, but not in the dramatic way that Hannah or I would be (laughs) devastated. Christine decides to head to Betty's bakery for a pick-me-up. Inside, she meets Betty, who sees that she's down on her luck and offers her a job on the spot. Meanwhile, Jason and his grandfather have gotten the call that his grandfather's wife, Judy, is in the hospital. Judy is the woman who had the heart attack. And Judy, who is fine, she wants to find Christine to thank her. So Jason agrees to track down this mystery woman.
0: The next morning, Christine is working at the bakery. Since she doesn't yet have her own apron with her name on it, she wears one not currently being used, like, at the time. Uh, Somebody who just isn't in at, at the moment, named Rosemary. And so that's the name Jason sees when he comes in for cinnamon rolls. Seeing him again, Christine is instantly on guard, assuming Brad has hired someone to follow her. No matter how cute she finds him, Christine is not going to be trusting Jason anytime soon.
1: Nope. So the kids drop by the store and they meet Jason completely on their own. Um, Zach, who's like super cute little boy, <laughs> immediately takes a liking to to Jason as they play um as they play baseball. And Jason played baseball in high school and knows a bit of something about the game. Visiting the bakery after, he tells Betty he wants to be a catcher, which prompts her to give him a baseball cap since catcher was her son's position growing up. Um, So Zach has a new friend in Jason and a new baseball cap because of Betty. Um, But upon getting home, they find an eviction notice on the door. So they'll have to move out after Christmas.
0: A few days later, after work, Christine's car won't start. Jason happens upon her and figures out that she's out of gas. He helps her get some from the gas station, and they get to talking and hit it off. Finally. She, like, finally has figured out that he's not working for Brad. They decide to meet for coffee a little ways away, so each take their respective cars. Christine is one of our first murderino heroines. She's taking her own car (laughs) to the (laughs) date. But on the way, Christine <laughs> receives word that Haley has fallen off the porch and has been rushed to the hospital. And good parent that she is, Christine stands up Jason, because of course she does. Yeah. Because that's what a parent does. Her child is in the hospital. Yes, yeah. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> I would have been like, date out of my mind, yeah. which is exactly what happens to Christine. But fuck you, Haley. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> So at the hospital, Haley is going to be fine. She's fine. We're all fine in this movie. But Brad uses this fall that happened while Christine was not around as a threat. Um, The next day, Jason finds Christine outside the bakery and she apologizes for having stood him up. They make another coffee date plan and Christine realizes that she never corrected him on what her name is. And so he's still calling her Rosemary, but she's like, no worries, I'll explain later.
0: (laughs) Well, he does walk away when she's like, wait, what? Oh, I remember why this happened. uh, Whatever. In the hospital, Judy is wandering around, going a bit stir-crazy. She wanders into Haley's room, and they start chatting. Haley notices the pretty necklace Judy has on. Judy doesn't know how she got the necklace. We do. Uh, But has... Uh, decided it came from an angel and should be passed along, so she gives it to Haley as long as Haley passes it along to someone who needs it. When Christine comes to pick Haley up from the hospital that evening, she is overwhelmed to be reunited with her necklace. Like sad
1: crocodile tears. So cute. The next day, Jason has to cancel the coffee date, (laughs) so they both have stood each other up, for a job interview that he has in New York City. He calls the bakery, but calls to cancel on Rosemary, not Christine, because remember, he doesn't actually know that Christine is her name. So Christine doesn't get the message, and Betty wonders if her married employee, Rosemary, is having an affair. (laughs) Betty has been able to get the kids into her friend's daycare over school break to help out Christine. Um, And before Jason heads to his interview, he drops some donations off at the daycare and finds out that Zach is there and the two do more bonding over baseball.
0: With only a few days till Christmas, Judy gets out of the hospital. She returns to the store and just in time since Jason is off to New York. But wait, there he is at the door. He's turned down the New York job and wants to move back to Wilsonville to work at Wilson's and one day take over. He's finally following his own dreams and not those of his father. Knowing what he wants in life, he heads over to the daycare to play some catch with Zach.
1: Jason just happens to be at the daycare center when Brad shows up. Brad is angry and he wants his kids. But since he doesn't actually have custody, he can't legally take them. And all of the adults at the daycare center have to stand up to him because he's not hearing that little point of protocol called the law. Uh, The police and Christine are called. And at least one thing is clear, no judge is going to give Brad custody after that. So that is one thing off Christine's worry list.
0: And finally, Jason and Christine finally figure out All their intersections. Jason is Clutch, the guy who's been teaching Zach baseball. Christine is Zach and Haley's mother. Christine is not Rosemary. Christine is Christine, the woman who saved Judy. Before he goes off to tell his grandfather, Jason plants one on Christine. And since one kiss means means forever, it's clear that this is a bow that is in the process of being wrapped up real nice. But wait, there's more. <laughs> that
1: night, Christine gets a delivery from Wilson's. It's a pres it's presents for the kids and a whole shit fuck ton of money. Like so a lot money. of money. Cash money. <laughs> Confused, since Jason didn't actually explain it to her, she heads to Wilson's the next morning and by it like the whole connection. Like Jason puts all the pieces together, kisses her and pieces out. Christine's still in the dark. So this is all confusing. She heads over to Wilson's the next morning, where Judy thanks her so much. Even more. Um, while recounting the story to Betty later, Christine leans down, exposing the locket, which she's taken to wearing because, you know, it's beautiful. But startled, Betty claims to have given that exact locket to her dead son. And she has the key around her neck, Anastasia style. So Betty, turns out, is Christine's biological grandmother through the father who died that she never met. Hallelujah.
0: It's a Christmas secret. (laughs) Betty, Jason, his grandpa, and Judy are over at Christine's house for Christmas. After all, it's a magical Christmas where they've all found each other christine and betty inform the kids they're all related and jason tells zach he's staying and planning on coaching his baseball team a happy family is implied when surrounded by their families christine and jason kiss again by the christmas tree and you know we know it's forever because it's a second kiss oh totally <laughs> Duh. the end the end the <laughs> end
1: And that had to be a slightly lengthier synopsis than usual because how can – we could not not present all of those threads to tie together because this movie is very intricately woven for sure. I want to just start out with what the fucks just because you put this in the synopsis Mm of um, kind of about when Jason loses his job, about it being kind of a good thing, (laughs) whatever (laughs) – because my actual note was spoken like a true white man with privilege. He says with a happy chipper tone, got laid off. Man,
0: the world's pretty brutal. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> yeah. I mean there's there's a few like privileged white guy moments in this movie. Like even even for the ones that aren't the privileged white guy. I mean, they're all the white people, but um like, right. I don't get the concept of Brad being even legally allowed to sue for child for custody when he is not paying child support.
1: I think that's just the height of narcissism. Yeah, you know,
0: but like such a strange. Why would anybody like you're not you walk out on your kids and then you're not taking care of them, but you think you should get full custody. Like what in what world would anybody entertain that? I
1: mean, people can be like, well, I don't want to pay child support because then ultimately I'm going to be taking care of them full time after all because I want them. But it, I don't know. But in those moments, it always confuses me in plots like this, because it's like, why do you why do you want your kids? Right. You, you seem to not really be interested in them at all. So right. what's the argument? Power?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or like pain to the other spouse.
1: Whatever. His name is Brad.
0: <laughs> uh, uh,
1: but it's Grayston Holtz and I like him. So <laughs> it's hard to be mad. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, I have a lot of what the fucks to be honest.
1: Please lead us in a beautiful direction. All right.
0: I mean, my first thought when I watch this movie. So she's two months behind on rent. She's going to be evicted, da 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 Her house is huge. Why'd she have such a big house if money is an issue? Like, what's she doing?
1: And I don't know if you put this together, Hannah. She's only been in Wilsonville for four months, which means she's only paid two Two of the months that she's been (laughs) living there. If this is true.
0: Like, I mean, it just seems like you would think she would get an apartment... Like, a, maybe a two-bedroom apartment, like, more centrally located. Yeah. I, I just none of it made a lot of sense to me in ter- in terms of that. Um,
1: they also looked way too moved in for only being there for four months. Like, that place looked lived in to me.
0: Yeah, right. It It does feel like they've been there for years, even though yeah. they say they haven't.
1: Yeah, so... I'm wondering if there was like a rewrite somewhere and they were like, we'll we'll just make it work.
0: Yeah. Who knows? The other thing that I find, you know, like I, I I looked it up mid watching this movie because I was like, huh, that feels wrong to me. So this, she sees this car crash. She runs over. She said, they say she's definitely having a heart attack. And Christine performs CPR. A. Heart attacks, especially in women, don't uh, present, like, quote-unquote, stereotypical heart attack syndrome or symptoms because they've only done those on men. Um, so that's one. Number two, heart attacks don't need CPR. They're not related. Why is she doing <laughs> this? What's she doing? <laughs> like, it was just such a strange, like, no, 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 no. What, what are you doing? Like, yeah. <laughs>
1: I, I had that – I actually had the exact same thought because number one, like I'm pretty sure if someone's behind the wheel of the car and they're non-responsive, the thing that you don't do is open the door, bring them out of the car, and lay them on the floor. In like, the snow. <laughs> in the snow. And I know that like – but I, I agree. I was curious about the CPR thing because I don't, I don't really know about how like heart attacks or CPR or whatever. And I'm sure she just like in the moment she needed to do something. But – it did seem like it was the wrong choice for the circumstance. Like, yeah. <laughs> but she did save her life, Hannah. The doctors said I if mean, it wasn't for Christine, she'd have been a goner.
0: Well, the thing is, I, I still can believe that because maybe she needed medical attention. And the fact that Christine and her kids called the ambulance is what That's saved true. her life. That I will buy. That I will give you. But the the CPR, not so much. I feel like they
1: said it was the CPR though that oh, helped save oh. her life, but but I do have a uh, issue with the fact that Judy remembers this woman's name is Christine and also works at a diner. Like while she's undergoing cardiac arrest, she finds out all <laughs> of these things, and it, and the way she says it too, it doesn't, it didn't, it didn't read like. Um, the nurse had told her after it was mm-hmm. like, I heard that her name was Christine and she works at the Di- Patterson's or whatever. Yeah,
0: I got the impression that she the Patterson's part bothers me less than the Christine part. Um, I mean, it may be like you. T- it, I guess it depends on what you take in, because, you know, she did say, like, I'm Christine and I'm here to help you or whatever. And she was wearing her uniform and. It's a small enough town where I feel like the uniform might have just been like if you see this woman like she's wearing a this uniform that I know really well and I just like she must work there kind of situation. Yeah. I don't know.
1: All I'm saying is if I'm stressed out just on a day-to-day basis and someone tells me their name, I'm oh, not no. going to remember it. Never. If I'm having a heart attack, <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it'll get lodged in there somewhere, and it would come up. You know, come.
0: Ah, oh, I remember. But, but I also don't believe that you call nine one one. I mean, I I haven't called nine one one for an ambulance. The only times I've ever called nine one one was for school. Um, and you call? We called and said we're practicing. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs>
1: um,
0: but I don't think you call, and like. If they like, I mean, I know you could do leave an anonymous 911 call, but I think they do try to get your information.
1: <laughs> so actually, Billy and I did have to call a 911. Um, we had a similar situation um, on the road to a wedding uh, mm. last year. Ra- I rang 911. Um, I don't remember them getting in my name then, but we did have to fill out uh um you know witness reports or whatever
0: yeah right I, like i feel um, like they there is a way that they are you know generally they're trying to track these things and find yeah. like have all the people accounted for they need
1: to know all versions of the story right so it, it just sort of town. seems
0: like a, a strange thing that like nobody knows who she is and like any information about her yeah um like i don't know that that doesn't ring completely true to me.
1: There's a lot that doesn't necessarily ring true in this movie.
0: Yeah. And I mean it's one the the fact that everybody's connected and it all wraps up nicely in the end.
1: <laughs> well, I can buy this fiction of like of, you know, the universe coming together for love. I it's a Christmas movie yeah. and it's a classic one. Like I thought that was cute if, you know, albeit like a little Far-fetched, but I. The, what is more um, unbelievable to me is that she has enough work at this bakery to catch up on her bills. <laughs> um, well, I and the fact that she's expecting a severance check for a serving position.
0: I, I mean, on a related note, I didn't buy that she was ever making enough money at the diner. Like, it's yeah, a, you probably, you know, will. like a, that. You know, neither of her jobs seem well-paying. But it is Hallmark
1: and you can be yeah. in a bakery and have enough to support two kids and catch up on your rent and stuff like that. Yeah. But I would agree with you. If our timeline is correct where she's only been in town for four months and she's only paid rent twice and she's been working at the diner the whole time, then she should know by now the diner is not enough money and she should be looking for another job.
0: Yeah, and like, I, I mean, I do find this movie is interesting in that, at no point, does she have like a activity that she's like really good at that becomes a job. Like that, you often I feel like you would get that in a movie like this where it's like, you know, she you know knit socks on the side and <laughs> you know whatever. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. And like maybe we're supposed to think that she's gonna inherit Betty's bakery, and I mean, probably will. So it's fine. Yeah. Um But like.
1: But you're right. Like, like she, it's not enough. She finds her grandma and her true love. She has to find her calling. As right. Well, she so.
0: never. She never does. She's. This is a callingless person.
1: Maybe she's just called to be a mother, yeah. and that's it.
0: Yeah. The, yeah. Right. Or or she does not need to be fulfilled via work. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Okay. Let we can keep going. I have a few more of these.
1: I have. I have one or two more. Okay. Um. The one that I we, only because I referred to it before about Haley being a dick. Can we talk about the moment that she, where she, the reason why she gets in the hospital is because she takes a fall from the porch, and so what's happening in this movie, dear listeners, is. Zach is doing like a puzzle or – no, he's doing his homework and Haley is like, I'm a bird. I'm a bird. I'm playing with this little stuffed bird. Ah, I'm being cute because I'm young. And um, the babysitter is like on her phone or whatever because like, she's like a teenager. And, and, and Zach's like, I'm doing my homework because I got to get my grades up because I want to play baseball. He's like, you got to go somewhere else. And she's like, okay. So she's like, I am a bird. I'm going to open the door and go outside and then climb up on the porch railing to be a bird who tries to fly. And that's how she falls off the fucking porch and hits her head. And I was like, I know that your mother has told you you're not allowed to go outside by yourself. (laughs) Yes. Like, I know this is true. (laughs)
0: Yeah, she probably has. That's true. And then, but, you know, she's, what, seven, six?
1: Sure. But, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't buy that, like, she's like, you know, what's a fun game? Me climbing up on this porch for the first time ever to be a bird.
0: <laughs> well, she clearly has no fear. Oh, my
1: but then that was – that just that, – that made me so mad. When she opened the door to go outside, I was like, fuck you, Haley! You're going to ruin everything. <laughs> but she didn't because she needed to go to the hospital to get the locket.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. She did. Yeah. Um. So few things th- that get me in this movie. First – Awesome. So when Betty convinces her friend, Glory, to make room – at her daycare for these children all i can think about is you can't do that because legally there is a child to adult ratio that you must be under or meet and yep. cannot go over you can't yep. find room for more kids without hiring more people
1: and maybe she did who knows
0: way, but but i like the funding black- the <laughs>
1: I don't, I'm ass, I don't know. I'm assuming Betty. Whatever. But what I liked is she blackmailed her.
0: <laughs> she really did. The, the, they had a good relationship. But what I really, there's actually two things I want to get into. Two that really bother me. First is this doll that Haley Ugh. really wants, which is you know, whatever. She wants this doll. I also had dolls like this as a kid. You can't play with them because they're they're not Breakable. Yeah, like I, I don't know why I wa- wanted them as a child, and because they're not—they're not fun to have. But neither here nor there. She sees the doll in the window of the store. She asks for it from from Santa. Christine is a little like, "Oh shit, Santa can't afford that this year." And then it comes as part of the gift of toys from the benefactor before she knows. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, they all get to open one present and Haley opens this doll. And now it's from Betty? Yeah. I never thought about that. Did she get two? Or did we fuck up?
1: <laughs> no, I do think that Santa gave the giving power to Betty instead of Santa.
0: But the thing is... So, did Betty talk to the Wilsons about?
1: Oh yeah, who
0: gave this doll?
1: I see what you're saying now. Yeah, I'm sure that that's what happened. It'd be like, you know what? Let's do the big reveal and <laughs> say that this gift from the other people is actually a gift from your great grandmother.
0: Right. I mean, so that that feels very strange to me. Yeah. What I didn't catch that. Well done. <laughs> I've seen this movie a lot. Um, (laughs) My other thing is this locket. I'm not sure I've ever come across a locket or a piece of jewelry of many, most kinds. But a locket especially. Locket feels very much that is not mass-produced. Yeah. And this is definitely not, Handmade. (laughs) So the idea that you could look at a locket and be like, I gave this one to my son 30 years ago or whatever, I think is impossible, right? I
1: would say, (laughs) but like it did have, it I mean, it is a very unique locket. I've never seen one like it because guess what? You can lock it.
0: (laughs) Ha! I was sorry. You don't see very many lockets that actually have keys. No,
1: I've never seen I've never it. Seen and then one there's either. like I see them and then movies. there's a Yeah, like and then there's like a North Star or something on the front. And so like, I mean, if it was something that she commissioned, I don't know if she commissioned it, but whatever. I mean, I think it's unique enough that if I were to be like, huh, I had one just like this. And isn't it weird that you like, you know, you said your father was I think she was putting the pieces together and so in her in her
0: mind like it just was, you know. I guess so, but the thing, the way she says it is like, oh, I gave that one to my son, as opposed to, like, I ha- I gave one just like that to my son. And I feel like the yeah. difference is important.
1: I would agree with that. See, language is important, mm-hmm. friends.
0: Um, and then the fact that they just accept this as fact and go along their merry way. Like, no DNA testing, no nothing. Right? <laughs> It doesn't matter because she's a great grandma in her heart.
1: And I also hated the fact that Betty gave her her son's jacket to Zach, which, I mean, okay, super cute. It's your, it's your grandfather's jacket, but also you better fucking take care of that. But you were like 10, and you're not going to take care of that.
0: Nope. So. Nope. Ugh.
1: You don't wear this outside the house. <sighs> yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of that kind of stuff. Also, there is something very strange to me about your sister gets this brand new doll that she's wanted and was very expensive, and you get a used coat. (laughs) (laughs) He also got a catcher's thing, you know,
1: and it was a baseball jacket. No,
0: I mean he he, he, the, the the amount of love for it was the same, so it was fine. But there is a little bit of a like when he interrogates this, you know, in six months. Is he going to be pissed?
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I wanted a Game Boy. (laughs) We're like, why didn't I get
0: more Hallmark Hallmarks?
1: Let's go into them. I have a bunch. Yeah, we've got a few in this movie. I'm kicking it off just because we were just talking about it. There's a sentimental locket.
0: Uh, I put that under signature necklace, so I like it. Very nice. I
1: think that sentimental locket is a bingo square. It might
0: be. It or might something be similar. Yeah, it might be. Uh, so we have a single mom. Yes, we have a
1: neighborhood weirdo that turns out to be sweet,
0: <laughs> which we didn't talk about
1: in the synopsis. No, but that's we didn't. Okay.
0: But you know, she's she, she's important but minor. She's yeah, minor. It's three weeks till Christmas. <laughs> My car won't start. Uh, somebody moves back home from the big city
1: very good um the old shops got to move into the 21st century
0: <laughs> they literally bump into each other
1: yeah eviction
0: but it's christmas ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am going to say that she has unwarranted antagonism towards him.
1: Yeah, I, I had that as jumping to the very wrong conclusions and not bothering to get an explanation. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a you, you situation a couple of times.
0: And we have bonding with the children.
1: Ah. Uh, we have deception. I, I I said deception in that she doesn't correct the rosemary.
0: I also had deception. So we are on the same page. <laughs> Yay. Um, I also said stargazing because they look at the stars on their date.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. So great. <laughs> um, we have the picking out Christmas tree and decorating Christmas tree ex- adventure.
0: Uh, we have dad slash mom slash son is dead and life is hard. <laughs> I love you. Um,
1: Jason chooses that small town life.
0: <laughs> I said only pseudo dad can teach sports to a son. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there are
1: is there is a baking Christmas cookies.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. I got cookie baking. Uh, and she wears a red dress for the pivotal moment, of, you know, or the the yeah. final moments.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my, my last little bit would be like, uh, was um, important presents sent anonymously.
0: <laughs> also, speaking of those okay. important presents in the doll never ever ever put cash inside a child's present when you don't want the child to get the cash
1: was the cash in the child's present or was it in the bag
0: i thought it was in the box with the doll like now i
1: can't remember but maybe you're right
0: you know like in a way where i was like what is
1: what if she hadn't opened the box Oh my god, those fake $100 bills were like my shit cuz like they look like hundreds but like the person on the bill is definitely not a person I am familiar with.
0: But also, if they are supposed to be $100 bills, that's like maybe Thousands a million dollars. dollars. Like it's so much money. <laughs> I
1: would say that's at least $10,000 right there. Yeah, no question.
0: Like it's Yeah. So many of them. Like it's a big, hunking wad of $100 bills. Can I have some of that, <laughs> please?
1: To pay for my education?
0: Uh, did you have any pretty parades?
1: I did. Okay. My major pretty parade, I, not the doll with the doll box, but actually that's not my major pretty parade. I just wanted to say it. But freaking Bethany Joy's Lenza's hair is a dream. Like... It is like mermaid length, like shiny. And she's even like brushing it at a vanity table at one point, like Ariel. Like, man, her hair is beautiful in this movie.
0: <laughs> I didn't have one, but I like that.
1: Her hair is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Across the universe?
0: Uh, um, My only across the universe was that John Reardon is playing a person who likes sports in this movie, who falls in love with a woman. Who has no interest in sports in this movie? Just like love on the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! So this movie does have Law and Order OTH, which because of course Bethany Joy Lenz is in this movie and One Tree Hill, but even more on One Tree Hill, her character's name was Haley. Oh, hey! And then this, her daughter is Haley cute so, extra connections
1: very very well put together do you have any new and noteworthy
0: i didn't really um me neither you know i guess it's really i, I said that she's a, a, a essentially first true murderino uh did you have a supporting shout out i did Um, I thought
1: that Betty was amazing because she had some pretty great dialogue moments. Um, like, um, she said something about like, my cookies are so good. It makes you want to smack your mama. Um, which I liked. And then we talked a little bit about blackmailing to get into daycare before. And I just want to say what that was. She was like, I'm just going to tell everybody how easy you were in high school. Um, And she's like, and I know what easy means to you. (laughs) And she replies, well, I married the man. (laughs) Anyway, so I thought Betty was cool.
0: How about you? So I had two um, tag team off of yours. Uh, I Glory was one of my supporting shout outs because I thought she was having a good time. Um, And my other one was Judy because specifically because judy says one line which is do i have to do everything myself <laughs> she's like i just don't want to be in the hospital anymore you fucking shitheads <laughs> like let <Yeah>. me out <laughs> yeah, she and i was like cute. you know what i respect you Absolutely. Yeah, like basically we i we seem to be team older women over here <laughs>
1: they seem to be
0: like rocking it out lots of let's hear it for the older ladies yeah kiss meter kiss meter so we'll do the first kiss which is the like they figured it out or or at least Jason has figured it out (laughs) moment so I gave it an 8 because there is something super super sexy about the like I've been thinking about this line and then grabbing her but of course they're at a daycare and he didn't there's no consent so that is problematic but then at the same time after it's over she gives him this smile like oh I'm looking forward to what we're doing later look (laughs) which is great but then she says what a Christmas which I'm just like way to ruin it (laughs) So, like, I feel like this is a, a an emotional journey of ups and downs that, like, the median is eight.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so I'm going to be honest. I gave it a six. Oh, wow. Um, and, and mostly for the while, – while I think it was a fine kiss and I agree with, like, the whole, like, oh, they really wanted it and, like, they totally deserve to be kissing and they really enjoyed it. I was not on board for it being at the daycare. I was not on board with him kissing her before without saying how everything is connected and that he knows this like powerful thing about her now. Like, I didn't like that. Um, Like, and he also just learned her name. (laughs) Um, And I couldn't tell if the kids were around at this daycare or not, but like, glory did see them making out oh yeah was like
0: i think i think the kids were in the vicinity
1: which it made me it it made me weirded out because i was expecting a cut to them Mm. and and i so i didn't i really kind of wanted to know if the kids had seen it and if how were they would they were feeling because
0: well you you get that with the second kiss that's true and they were like yeah "Yeah." but by then they know they're all like together and whatever yeah Um, so the second kiss, I also gave an eight because I thought it's, you know, it's not public, public, but it's family public. Um, and it felt appropriate level for family public. And I did appreciate that Haley was like, ew, can I look yet? (laughs) Like (laughs) gross adults.
1: (laughs) I, I gave it a 7.5. Okay. Um, uh, because it was very sweet, but the line before it was dumb. Yeah, and the line before it was, "Aren't you gonna say anything?" And he says, "No."
0: <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so I'm like, "No, not no, That was dumb. <laughs> So, Katie, since this yeah. was a, a me suggestion for the pod, would you suggest other people watch this movie?
1: I certainly would, because to me, um, before Hallmark was sort of Hallmark, my mom always called these kinds of Christmas movies sappy, crappy Christmas movies. And if you want the textbook definition of these kinds of movies, this is the one for you. It has it has. Everything, Christmas, <laughs> eviction, romance, children, trips to the hospital, <laughs> secret families—like it does. It has everything, um, except for Santa, which is also fine. Um, so I would, I would recommend that it. it was sweet, it was intricate, uh, it was fun. And Bethany Joy Lenz's hair is gorgeous. She's just a gorgeous woman.
0: How about you, yeah. Hannah? Um, I mean, I, you know in case I haven't already tipped my hand here. Yeah, I I think this movie's really sweet and it's cute and I enjoy watching it. And you just can't think too hard about a lot of it. But like, don't worry, <laughs> that's not what it's for. So it's fine. We did it for you. Now you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I, I like that everything gets tied up neatly and they seem like they had fun. Yeah, I would agree with that. So. And what a Christmas. What a Christmas. God, what a terrible line. Oh.
1: <laughs> but anyway. I'm sure she had fun like going, how do I say this line without sounding like a total dweeb? <laughs> <laughs> she did That and, took some workshopping. You know, she doesn't sound like a total dweeb. No, she doesn't because Bethany Joy Lenz is a great performer. But read if I if I was if I were her reading that line in the script, going, "How the fuck am I going to say this without (laughs) sounding like a dork?" Yes, I'm a ham, and it'd be hard for me not to say it. Like what a Christmas (laughs) (laughs) acting.
0: Well, thanks everybody for joining us on this Troops and Ghosts journey. Uh, we hope you had a good time with us and we will be back next week with another podcast about more Christmas things. Uh, make sure that you're following us on Twitter and Instagram. One kiss means forever, where the one and the four are numerals. You can Join us on the the live tweets for all the new Hallmark movies. So that's fun.
1: Yeah. And uh, if you have any hair care secrets so I can have hair like Bethany Joy Lens, you can email us at one kiss means forever at gmail.com and that's all spelled out like it is on our logo. I have very short hair, so I'm not gonna follow your advice. <laughs>
0: and I have not Bethany Joy Lens. St- like hair so it's not yes. for me <laughs> either. Um and thanks as always to Flint Pastors for our intro, outro music. His stuff's on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Um, and make sure that you rate and review us wherever you're you're listening. That would be helpful and wonderful. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. For Christmas. For Christmas.